From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Jonah Bayer. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho. Welcome to Felice Navi Pod. I'm Tony Thaxton. This is Rigby. Thank you, Rigby. Thank you guys for joining us once again here at Felice Navi Pod. I especially appreciate you guys listening this week because, well, we took a few weeks off because it was actually Christmas. Didn't take that week off. Gave you the big spectacular episode on Christmas Eve. And then we took a couple of weeks off, because, you know, it's the holidays, and they get away from you. You know, it's not the holidays, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Not happy holidays. All right, throw New Year's in there. You can get away with that. And uh, so those got in the way. And plus, you know, we all deserve a little time off from time to time, don't we, Riggs? You said it. But I had a nice Christmas. I hope you guys had a nice Christmas. Um, but much like last year, let's kill that music. So yeah, just like last year, I've got the post-Christmas blues. I don't know if it's just like last year, those might be different chords. But the fact remains, I've got the post-Christmas blues. And uh, I took to Twitter to find out why you guys might have the post-Christmas blues. First up, it's Johnny Woodside. He doesn't like that now Valentine's Day is closer. So Johnny Woodside has got the post-Christmas blues. What else do we got going on here? Let's look at Twitter. Jonathan Smith, big fan of the show. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, He says, once Christmas is gone... People resume being a-holes. So therefore, Jonathan Smith has got the post-Christmas blues. Did you like this segment last year? Probably not, but I'm doing it again. Uh, Turner Walston says he can put up with the cold and wet winter if he has Christmas to look forward to. But after December 25th, forget about it. He's got the post-Christmas blues. Those are just a few of your tweets. There's a few more. Maybe I'll post them or retweet them. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just waiting patiently for my guest to show up. Oh, speak of the devil. Shut up, Rigby. That gives me the post-Christmas blues. Let me get the door. Hello, Jonah Bear. Hey, Tony. How's it going? All right. How you doing? Come on in. Oh, thanks for inviting me in. I'm just going to step over some stuff. <laughs> Can I sit here? Please sit okay. there. Yes. Here I'm it. sorry for the mess. I, uh, I just, I'm finishing up a very successful Kickstarter. Yeah. How, and, did, how uh, did that go? Well, I'm sure you read. I mean, don't act like you don't know. It was in all the papers. It was. It was. And uh, I CNN, Wolf Blitzer stopped by for a couple of. <laughs> different interviews and uh went very well i'm still sending some things out i'm mostly done thank you for asking yeah congratulations that's awesome (laughs) thanks what brings i know this but the listener the listener might not know this jonah what you what you doing in la jonah's a new yorker i'm a new yorker uh i've been in la this week i do a a web series with my sister and we have been shooting some on that mic there oh yeah staying on the mic got it uh yeah me and my sister my sister vanessa is on saturday night live You've what? Kn- I know it's crazy, right? Um, but yeah, you've known her for a long time, obviously, way before that happened. Mm-hmm. But we do a web series together where she interviews bands called Sound Advice, and she plays a media coach. And yeah, we've released maybe twelve or thirteen, and we're uh, shooting some in LA, which is really cool, especially because it's like snowing and terrible in New York right now. Yeah, 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to stop you right there. Sure. I'm going to do... We're going to deal with... Uh, hang on. All right. So there's some background hiss now. Deal with it. <laughs> deal with it, everybody. If you got a problem with it, guess what? How much did you pay for this? Yeah. I mean, I feel when people complain about free stuff, it's like, come on. Yeah. I, got, I uh, will say I've not... I haven't had any complaints. I mean, I, I don't think that many people listen that's why <laughs> but uh do you guys because uh, you also do a podcast called yeah going off track. i also do a podcast called going off track do we get a lot of complaints we have someone who like we have one guy who's a friend of mine who yeah who gets really mad when people ask if they can swear on the podcast <laughs> he's like why why do you have people ask just, and i was like i don't know man sometimes i just forget to tell people it takes three seconds can we swear <laughs> like yep you can <laughs> i don't know like but we get complaints about that but yeah, nothing else really, I don't think. Not really. Not a lot of complaints. Mostly positive feedback. It's yeah. kind of a similar situation of like, not a ton of people tuning in, so right. not enough really for people to be like, you suck, but I'm still going <laughs> to yeah. check it out. I know. I'm very thankful. Everyone's been, been very nice when I get feedback. And then, uh, like a couple months ago, I had Mark Hoppus on, and... I didn't see this, but apparently Christina, my girlfriend, uh, you know that. Yes. Just in case the listener doesn't. Uh, And she just, I guess, was bored and searched my name on Twitter and found somebody. And I think their post was like, I will give them the credit. They at least didn't at me. So they weren't a total jerk to make sure that I saw this. But it was, I think it was like all in caps. It was like, Tony Thaxton, your podcast is terrible. Not even Mark. Hoppus can save this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's the only one I've really seen that was that uh, that negative. Yeah. Searching your name on Twitter is probably... Yeah, it's not a good idea. Yeah, I do it all the time, but <laughs> bad idea, never, almost always a bad idea. I feel like someone, yeah, if someone's going to say something nice about you, they're definitely going to go to the trouble of finding your Twitter <laughs> handle. Right. That's, that is like the ultimate dick move, though, is the people that actually will the person yeah. and say something super shitty. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, it's it's interesting because you know the person probably, even if they're really famous, is probably going to see it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, they're, they may not respond, but they're probably going to see it. Yeah. Even with millions of, because I, I know of people that have. Totally. Lots of followers and they'll say, it, they'll talk about the shitty comments that they get. And it's, so it's crazy to have like that kind of a, like a, a direct line to someone like that. Yeah. It's weird. It. I've been lucky with, like, from going from the band to whatever the hell it is I do now. <laughs> like, my interactions with people are ninety nine percent of the time positive. Yeah, but like I, you know, have a lot of you do as well. Like a lot of comedian friends, and sometimes I'll I'll just out of curiosity click on like a post of theirs and read all the comments. It's fucking one. It's it's brutal, but then it's also just annoying because everyone thinks they have to add a joke. They think that they're making their comment funnier by their little joke they add. Yeah, I know. And I'm glad I don't get that. <laughs> Do you get much of that? I get not a ton, though. Although sometimes when I'm like when I'm writing for, I do a lot of stuff for Vice's music site, Noisy. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like Noisy and the AV Club I, I write for, and they're both great sites, but like have like the meanest commenters Mm -hmm. so a lot of it most of that stuff usually is just in like the comment section on the article but once in a while people would be like i read your article it sucks or like you know like people will get like or uh, you know it's also other writers sometimes will be like i don't know i'm not friends with a lot of other music writers because like yeah i don't know they're kind of like i don't most of them are just not that cool (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah they're I like totally. real like pretentious and really just kind of into one thing and like they just talk a lot of shit and then you like someone shows you like oh that's that guy and you see them and it's like the meekest guy ever in the corner you're like i just feel bad for this person <laughs> so i have like a handful of writer friends but yeah but i feel like music writers can be like they're also the, the worst people to follow on twitter yeah. like i feel like yeah there's just nothing but negativity yeah nothing but negativity or like yeah like i'm yeah whatever yeah just complaining about 
some band everyone likes or I'm bartending tonight or whatever. <laughs> I know. I try. Like sometimes I'll I'll think about something that I want to bitch about and then I think about it before I post it. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. If, if something has to really bother me for me to start posting. I'll sometimes it. like write up a draft and <laughs> s- just so I can get it out of my head mm-hmm. and save it. And then I'll come back to it later and be like, why do I want to put something negative out there? Yeah. Like, I don't need to put, there's a, you know, like there's no point in putting something negative out into the world. I feel like it's just going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, does your draft folder also contain, uh, <laughs> tweets from when you have been drinking a lot and uh, you have enough mindset to not post it and like, I'm going to look at this later when I'm a little more clear thinking. Because uh, yeah. that's a move of mine. Yeah, I don't do that so much as, like, send text messages directly to people. Yeah, I'll do which that is, as well. Which is, like, way, way worse. And then the next day, just like, oh, my God. A lot of apologizing. A lot, yeah, it's, I did that actually recently. And, ugh, like, so embarrassing. Would you care to elaborate? Uh, you don't have to, but now I'm dying to know. I had sort of like a, uh, I'd like, so I would, I'll tell you later. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have this, it's not a regular occurrence, but it does happen where like one day I'll open up my drafts and I'll see things that I just have absolutely no recollection of writing yes my my favorite one that i found and i think i later posted it with the setup of i found this in my drafts no recollection of writing this it was just a screen cap and it just said queefer sutherland you should definitely post that (laughs) yeah and uh yeah and thankfully if i text people i think i i actually i get i'm happier when I'm drinking, I do that yeah. sound. That sounds horrible. I don't mean happier. I mean I'm. Well, I'm people are a, a all different. Drinker. Yeah, some yeah. people get really aggressive. Yeah. Some people I, get happier. I'm not. So I think if I do start texting people, it it's generally a positive thing, and it's not necessarily embarrassing. More embarrassing where maybe I'm just like, oh wow, I kind of maybe opened up a little more than I have to that. Yeah, person. that can be good. You're also yeah. have a girlfriend in a stable relationship. Yeah, so that whole element. I feel like that's where you can kind of get into trouble. You, you, know don't, what? you don't have to worry about that so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a legitimate slash totally ridiculous fear if I drank a lot. And, like, if I wake up the next morning, <laughs> uh, this is a serious thought that I have when I wake up in the morning if, I, if, I, if the night is kind of blurry... For some reason, one of my first thoughts in the morning is, I hope I didn't take a picture of myself peeing and post it online. That's amazing. Has that ever happened? No! And it never would. Has that ever happened to anyone? (laughs) But that's legitimate. Like, I'm not even out of bed yet before that thought is popping into my head. Yeah. I kind of cooled out with drinking for a while. But that like that feeling of just like waking up the next day and being like, I don't know what I did. Like, who did I piss off? Like, what stupid thing I did? Like, I said that I thought like I was. Uh, so I played in this band United Nations, and we were out on the West Coast a couple months ago, and, then, <laughs> and these girls were there who were from Italy, who are like big Thursday fans, big fans of United Nations. And I don't remember this night. It was the last night of tour. It was got a little crazy, and apparently. I kept going up to these two Italian girls and going, when you're here, you're family. <laughs> over and over. To the point where they were like, dude, like, uh, to the point where they got there, they like wanted their picture with me and stuff. And by the end of the night, they were like, please stop saying that and get away from me. Like, <laughs> I, but I thought making Olive Garden jokes would just be the funniest thing ever. Did they know what you were doing? Yes. Okay. And they hated it. And I didn't pick up. And the more they hated it, presumably, I thought they thought it was funny. <laughs> So I do stuff like that, like nothing malicious, but just like really annoying and stupid. No, that's that's kind of where I get. Like I said, I get I get happy, and then yeah, everything becomes hilarious to me. And yeah, I don't care if other. I'm the same way. Like I'll just I'll keep going with it. Yeah, that's the best. Felice Navi Pod will be right back. 
Hey, do you like to buy things? Of course you do. We all do. You know where a great place to buy things is? Amazon.com. Wait, no. FelizNavipod.com. Go there. Go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page. And then just go shop on Amazon like you always would. And then a portion of what you purchase will go to support the show. We thank you. Now do it. And now, back to Feliz Navipod. I recently had a tweet blow up. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it's about the California raisins. <laughs> yep. And it's, I mean, I'm sure most of your listeners are familiar with this. Oh, yeah, this. I have a lot of, uh, that's kind of my main, my main fan bases. Well, they're big California raisins uh, fans. Yeah, so uh, it was the uh, California raisins musical career has really dried up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was super polarizing. A couple people just wrote me back and just wrote Jonah. <laughs> Some people are into it. And then Vanessa responded, so proud of my bro for the California Raisins tweet. <laughs> Guess our parents did a good job raising us. <laughs> nice. And that kind of blew it up again. Cause I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. She got in on it. Whenever Vanessa gets in on stuff, it kind of ups my... Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then Vanessa, yeah, tweeted about... We, there's a flyer here, number two in uh, syphilis. It's a oh, California yeah, number saw, two in syphilis. Earlier, and she yeah. posted that and then... Uh, yeah, we were with some girls in Heim, and they all reposted it, and then Vanessa got like over a thousand faves. And Vanessa is really into Twitter because she just joined it right. kind of recently, so she's like, she always wants to check her stats. <laughs> so yeah, if you fave one of Vanessa's tweets, she will really appreciate it. <laughs> Done it a few times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It means a lot to her. <laughs> well, coming from me. Especially. Yeah, oh, especially, yeah. yes. Yeah. Especially someone, yeah. <laughs> that was, I want to come back. I haven't, it's been so weird not... Cause I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I, I saw her a few months ago because she was out here. Oh right, meltdown. I talked with her briefly, but yeah, I, I. It's weird. I think I've talked about this in the past, but it's weird not touring anymore. Mostly, one of the big reasons is because I'm not in New York all the time. Right. Yeah, that's true. I was there whether we were on tour or what. Like, I ended up in New York several times a year, so I feel like I saw you pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your thoughts. Well, I mean, no offense to Adam, but I feel like you guys would always go to this bar that was so f- far away and weird. I just go where people say, hey, yeah. we're going to go here, and I say, totally. cool, I don't care. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like we saw each other a lot. I mean, when I moved there was when you guys were recording... Um, Even if it kills me. Even if it kills me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys were there for a really long time. Yeah. Was that like a couple months or something? Was At it at least two? Yeah, yeah. And then we yeah, the slaughtered lamb a lot. Yeah, slaughtered lamb a lot. Uh, yeah, Christopher Street, that whole uh-huh. that whole area. You guys had that weird condo. Yeah, it was very. Hey, 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 buddy. We have a we have a normally Rigby's hanging out for these recordings, but we have a, another guest today. It's Seven the dog, staying with us for the weekend, and he's trying to dig into my carpet. He's got a cool hairstyle. He does. He's got a he's got a, a mohawk. He's got like a full body mohawk. <laughs> he's pretty adorable. And Rigby's being a bitch to him. So, he's shut in here with us. Oh man. Um but you yeah, know, I understand. I mean, that is the good part of touring is like being able to travel and sort of see your friends. But I also feel like living somewhere in New York or LA, people tend to come through here, I'm sure, sure. a lot too. Yeah, definitely. But it it is we, you know, cuz I I I, I, New York's not a place I necessarily would want to live. Yeah. But I like going. Yeah. And I always have a good time, and I have a lot of friends there. And, uh, yeah, it's just weird not being, because it's, it's been like two years, I think, at really? least. Really? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess. Because you came on my podcast with Matt, so that must have been a yeah. while ago. Yeah, that was, that might have, that might have even been on my last U.S. tour. Okay, Yeah. It probably was because that was 2012. Okay, yeah, I guess we've been doing. It's crazy that it's almost been two years already that I left. Yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember Jessica telling me or something, and I was like, "That can't be right." (laughs) Well, you remember the world talking about it. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, that. Yeah, I want to come back. I want to. I want to like want an excuse to take a trip, and then I almost want to like go out there and just try to record a bunch of episodes to like have you and steven do it yeah yeah Vanessa do it yeah people like that yeah you should do it man that'd be great i want to i'm trying to you can stay with me perfect three places stay nice justin stayed with me for a while yeah when he was i think working on the new record 
Uh, really? Yeah. Well, st- <laughs> they were out here though. No, he was uh, he was mixing it. Oh, something okay. like he came gotcha. out to listen to some mixes or something, right? And ended up staying with me. And because uh, you can't do that over the internet. No, no, no. You got to be <laughs> hands on. But yeah, it was it was fun. I I actually like. I feel like he was one of the guys in the band I never really spent a, a lot of time with. Uh-huh. Um, and he came. Yeah, he came on the podcast. And uh, I, speaking of drinking, yeah, I told this story. I was trying to change a light bulb and a light like this one of these overhead ones, and I was like, Justin's like, "Are you sure you want to do this now?" I was like, "I got it, man." And dropped it, and like this glass thing fell onto his bed, the couch he was sleeping on, and broke into about 20,000 shards of glass. <laughs> and I picked up about 2% of them and was like, All right, I'm going to bed. Are you good? And Justin was like, I spent like hours cleaning up the glass, and he was like, Please don't have like a baby over here ever, because I think there's probably tons of glass in bed. <laughs> so that was fun. Nice. I remember uh, years ago staying with a friend in D.C., and I was with Matt Taylor, who, you know this, but uh, maybe most people, if you, Matt is, you know, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yes. And never wants to upset anyone or anything like that. And a very similar thing where if we were staying at a friend's, he was going to sleep on a blow-up mattress on the floor. Which is normally where my friend's uh, like dining room table was, so the table was moved and the air mattress was there, and he had some blankets. And Matt kind of like unfolded the blanket and did the like, whoosh, like whipped it to kind of like get it all to go out. And as he whipped it, it hit the chandelier, the glass chandelier that was hanging above, and same thing, like broke into a. Yeah. I just remember a glass tout just coming down and Matt just freezing. And that just looked absolutely terrified, and I think basically stopped talking for the rest of the night because yeah. you felt so bad. And my friend didn't care at all, but Matt is just like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's not good." But nope. accidents happen; they do. That's what we're here to talk. About. <laughs> Your favorite accident? Oh, Ooh. he did it! He did it! First Jonah. one. Thank you. First and last. <laughs> uh, you know what I was thinking about earlier? Because I knew I was going to see you today. I feel like most people I know, I can remember... Because I've known you for a long time. Like, at least ten years, I think. Yeah, we must have met... Because I was trying... That's exactly... Yeah, I don't remember... I remember knowing you, but I don't remember us meeting. I Do mean, you remember... I remember being on Warp Tour in, like, maybe O two 2 or something when, like, Beth and Kara were doing the button booth and maybe you guys were on briefly. The first show I remember going to was at the Agora in Cleveland. Or Which one? I mix up. It was. I Cleveland. remember. It was the one where it's, like, there was a ballroom and a theater. It was in a terrible area of town. You guys, you guys, this okay. wasn't the first. I, I remember I at one point later seeing you there with Limbeck in the smaller room. Okay. And there was this kind of weird... What's the, what's the other, like, similar-sized room there? Because I would always mix up the Agora and... Uh, there was the Agora and... Well, the House of Blues came along later. Yeah, that was later. I'm trying to think. The, the, the Odeon? Yes, that's that, exactly Yeah, it. that the place Odeon closed. And the Agora. I and I remember seeing up. you guys... You guys were on some Epitaph tour there. Yeah. So that must have been pretty early on. That was early 2004. On. But I think I knew you guys already at that point. Or no, actually, that was 2005. Yeah, so I think we would have known each other. I think I must have been on Warped Tour. I think. I mean, I feel yeah, definitely. I know you were working at AP. Yeah. I met him at AP around 2005. I don't remember quite when, but one day he told me he was Jonah. J O N A Jonah. Jojo Jojo Jonah. Carry on. Yeah. So I was at AP from 02 to 05, but I feel like we really became friends on, on, working on the Warp Tour. Yeah, definitely. But it's, yeah, like, it's one of those things where like I, I can't figure out when – I don't have a memory of us actually meeting. I just remember suddenly we were hanging out and, and having fun. I remember us 
trying to pick up girls on the warp tour <laughs> and being incredibly unsuccessful in every way. I remember that became our thing. And like people knew it was our thing because it was it really was it was half serious, half joke, and it really just became total joke <laughs> because we would we it, we just ended up like turning it into a big talk and yeah. everyone knew that yeah that, that we were just nothing was gonna happen <laughs> we would be sleeping in our bunks alone uh that was fun though it was i always likened us to those old uh snl sketches with where tom hanks and john lovitz would be at their like class reunions you know what i'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? yeah yeah totally yeah. <laughs> how you do it <laughs> see you later <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was tough there was a it was a tough ratio we were dealing with yeah. A lot of dudes. Um, yeah, I was also, like, not very... I mean, like, I felt like... must have been, like, 22 or 23. Like, you know, I was not very confident. <laughs> <laughs> Are you now? No. Okay. No, I'm but at least, good. like, now, like... Now, I don't know. I feel like now, at least, I just am less self-conscious because I just, like, don't care about stuff as much. <laughs> like, I would be like, I look weird or, like, I'm... Ner-, and now I'm just like, eh, well, this is what I look like. <laughs> Like, like some people sometimes like it. Maybe you will. If not, whatever. Who cares? Is how it is. So I feel like yeah. you just care less about stuff, and in some ways, sometimes that's good. Yeah. In some ways, it's sad and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm slowly coming to terms with how old I've gotten now. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just uh, doing an interview with Fallout Boy. Uh-huh. And it's like, by it's, the way, when you said that, I imagined Fallout Boy interviewing you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was interviewing. I'm wrong them. on this. You're wrong on that. But it was like, yeah, it was like I couldn't believe how much time had passed. Like, yeah, I feel like it seems like, yeah, it's like it's crazy because they're still like so popular. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, it feels like nothing's changed in my life or something. But all of a sudden, overnight, everyone got like went from like 22 to like 35 yeah and like i don't know how it happened and it fre- what freaks me out the most is that i feel like 50 is gonna be like feel like tomorrow like i feel oh, like I this it's, went that fast it's sadly close yeah <laughs> like when i hear about people that are like yeah like turning like 39 or from like 40 years old that's crazy i remember my mom turning 40 i even remember my dad turning 40. and i'm yeah. 35 i mean it's not it's yeah it's gonna be no time at all but yeah mm-hmm. that that realization is like well, like I remember my mom had like a candle that said 39 forever and like 40 X'd out. And I was like, why would you not want your birth? Like, why would you? I couldn't even comprehend what that meant. I was like, what, you're not? And she's like, no, it is. It's a joke. Like, you don't really get it because you're 10 or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 weird. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I. I've been thinking about it a lot too. It's interesting oh, yeah. you bring that up. I, yeah, because I didn't think about like I didn't think about it five years ago. Yeah, well, I, feel, I mean, we've had similar but different paths, I guess. Like some, somewhat similar. You know, you you have toured. Uh, you know, you kind of tour music, but the more more writing side of it. But that has brought you out to lots of tours and everything yes. as well. And, yeah, and so it's like ballpark. And uh, yeah, it's just it's easy for time to get away from you and it's like holy because i mean that's what it was you know the next thing i knew i was like holy shit i've been doing this for 11 years yeah well i also think it's like me and you dress the same as we did like i feel like in a lot of ways like you kind of act and dress and sort of like it feels like nothing's changed you're Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm just no that's what i i will i don't know if i'll ever get over this i would assume at some point but i still anyone that's on well, still, anyone that I meet, anyone that I see on television, I just uh, automatically think that they are older than me. Yes. Which now is almost never the case. And I can't get over Like, I was watching Seinfeld a couple of weeks ago, and there was an episode where George said something about being, like, 32 or something <laughs> else. <What>? I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How is he 32? Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I might be wrong, but I he was I was definitely older than what he said he was. Yeah, that is terrifying. Mhm. But and yeah. I, yeah, if you saw and yeah, I guess he he had to have been like yeah, you, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he wasn't exactly the... Right, right, right. I'm sure it was ballpark. But it seems like he's... Yeah, he had to... Yeah, he seems like he was so much older. But mm-hmm. even... Yeah, but it's like when you're in high school, even, when someone's yeah. like two years older than you, you're like, I can't even comprehend what that's like. <laughs> I know. Well, because that's the thing is, the, those things, especially that you watched growing up, and like you watch it now, and you still just think of them, them at that time, still being older than you yes. always. Yeah. And yeah, same thing. Like I was watching Cheers, and I actually had that same thought of like, I'm probably older than this whole kid because I was watching this a season one episode. They're all on Netflix, <laughs> um, and I I actually looked it up, and I think when season one started, I believe I am currently older than every cast, with the exception of Coach. <laughs> I'm older than every cast member. What about your close personal friend George Wen? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever talked about that on here. Oh, my God. I feel like, is there a way that you can, like, show that picture with this podcast? Because it's maybe... I'll, I'll post it for sure. Please post it. <laughs> was one of my favorite. I think, actually, I, I briefly touched on it on a, on a, one of my many appearances on Douglas movies. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, in 2009, I... <laughs> I was leaving Chicago to come back to L.A., and it was right before Christmas, and uh, I'm at the airport bookstore. I'm past security, I'm not, and there is a sign advertising that George Wendt is going to be there signing his book called Drinking with George, and I remember thinking immediately, like, who does an airport book signing at all, let alone at the one's past security. Right. Like, you just, you have to be in the exact circumstance I was in where you just happen to walk in this bookstore and see that he's going to be there. Otherwise, you have to buy a ticket to go (laughs) get George (laughs) Wendt to sign your book. (laughs) So... Yeah, so I and my flight ended up getting delayed for a long time. So I was like, you know what? I'm waiting this out, and I turned it into a whole thing on Twitter. Hashtag Norm Watch. Hashtag Norm Watch. Hashtag Norm Watch. Was there a line? Uh, once he actually showed up, he got there a little late. Once he actually showed up, line is a strong word. Um, I think there was about three people that got, uh, in the line and then I was, like I said, I, I was posting updates on Twitter, like just showing like the empty table and a stack of books and like saying he was late and like I'd post updates and, uh, and yeah. So once he actually showed up, I was like, well, I feel like I have to go to this now. So, so I went and got him to sign my book and, uh, he did not seem very stoked to be there <laughs> and as you will see in the picture uh Ooh. he does not look happy <laughs> <laughs> and uh can you guess what uh the inscription that he wrote in the book by the way i may had him make it out to christina <laughs> uh fire my agent i don't know what it said it said cheers <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. So one day we will be the age George Went was in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be a terrifying day. And uh, yeah. Well, you know, you've written things. Maybe you can do an airport bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. My dad was recently at the grocery store in Cleveland, and Bernie Kosar was there signing Bernie beers. <laughs> And my dad got some, bought some, and got his picture taken with Bernie. Oh man, I, I can safely say first Bernie Kosar reference on the show. <laughs> really? Yeah, easily. I know it's surprising. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Bernie yeah. beers. Huh? Bernie beer. Yeah. It must be must be a Cleveland thing because <laughs> can't say I've ever seen. Well, it was at the local grocery store Heinen's. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is a Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know where else it's available. I think it may only be available at that one Heinen's. <laughs> he just, he has one of those brewery kits at home and he just, he bottles them and brings them to the Heinen's. Yes. Yeah. But so, I mean, that stuff happens, but that seems still way better than like, at least that's accessible. 
<laughs> exactly. And people go to a grocery store. They're yeah. shopping for that kind of already. Yeah. Like, it's like, I want to get a book. I guess we should go to the airport. <laughs> yeah, what if that was... You were like a weird person that thought that's the only way you can buy books. It's like, man, I re- I'm due for a new book. I just yeah. finished my book. <sighs> I guess I got to buy a ticket. <laughs> Oh man, that is so funny. You remember when we speaking of beers and grocery stores? <laughs> you remember our beer aisle grocery store? Oh my god. Ago? Yes. I was here. Why was I here? <clears throat> I don't know why I was here. Yeah, I feel like you were maybe just hanging out. I don't really think there was a Yeah, maybe I was just hanging out. Yeah, I was here and we went we were going to a show at UCB. Mm-hmm. And we went we were going to get beer. Was it BYOB or something? Or yeah, we were... at the, that UCB, you can just, yeah, okay. BYOB. And, yeah, we were in the beer aisle, and, yeah, we like, couldn't decide. There were so many, and I feel like me and you were both being really indecisive. And then, yeah, how did it happen? I remember you picked up, I can't remember. What it, was, it had that shark on yeah, it. Yeah, you picked up a beer bottle and kind of sarcastically was like, I don't know, should I get the one with the shark on it? And then, and then the guy next to me was like, "Yeah, shark beer is really good," or something. And we turned, and it was Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> and Christina played it super cool. <laughs> yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal gets out of her sight, but little does she know he's approximately oh six inches behind her. And she's like, "Well, if Jake Gyllenhaal says you got to get the shark beer, you got to get the shark beer." <laughs> and then he stopped and was like. I think he was concerned that we like really believed him, and he was like, "Just so you guys know, I've never really actually had that beer." <laughs> okay. he, was, he was very smiley. Yeah, he was very and smiley and funny. I feel like if I was someone like that who was so famous, I would totally like fuck with people in in that kind of a way where it's just kind of funny and lighthearted, uh, and you know it's going to be some weird story that they're going to tell on a podcast three years later or something. You know what I mean? But like. Well, he's a big listener. He's yeah, big no, I'm sure. Jam. He's been on he's before, a, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a pod head. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, Jake, uh, I don't remember how that beer was. <laughs> it tastes like beer. It sure is fine. It's like beer. Yeah. Uh, have you been, uh, have you witnessed any uh, weird interactions with, when, uh, with Vanessa ever? All the time. Yeah. Well, you know, Vanessa is like really, Vanessa's really good with dealing with strangers and stuff uh, whereas like i feel like i'm not like people come up to me and like uh like and she's really good but yeah i mean i felt like you know she didn't really get recognized that much the first couple seasons she was on the show because you wear so many wigs and outfits it's like you sort of it would and she was she's like very modest so like she would get a lot of like do i know you do i know yeah. you from somewhere and she would like not want to and she would, you know, not, not want to sound like egotistical or something, but then kind of like as it got more and more, it's just like it just becomes easier to be like, hey, I'm on SNL. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, there's so, but most of the time, yeah, people are just cool. Like they just want a picture, they want to say hi. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's flattering. It's cool for her. And then like yeah. even at the show, people, it's just, it's funny because like growing up, like, you know, she would, uh, always go to sh- i got her kind of into music and stuff so like you know i got her into motion city and like she would come and give you guys like signed headshots <laughs> i would say yeah, like i totally remember that keep reaching for the stars and one day you just might become one yeah and Which was- i remember at the time it was it was hilarious to us yes and and to her it was like very tongue-in-cheek like this is a band on a tour bus and like i'm you know just but she got the last laugh she did but yeah it's it's kind of a bummer because she that joke isn't really that funny anymore now it seems like you're being kind of a dick <laughs> right. but yeah so i felt like for so long it was like just jonah's sister you know like uh, i'd take her to see you or the rejects or something it's like jonah's sister and now it is uh, mostly vanessa's brother jonah which is cool. I mean, it's uh, it's it's great. It's just it's just funny how that kind of worked out. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you guys have always gotten along. Very, I mean, obviously, I've only known you for ten years or something. But. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we always did pretty much get along. It's only the two of us, and uh, yeah, especially after we kind of got out of college and stuff. But um, I mean, working with her is so great, and uh, we have very similar kind of like sense of humor, yeah, and sensibility. So it's like, uh. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, she's she's great. 
I can't say enough nice things about my sister. I know it sounds <laughs> this is not very salacious, but she's like the nicest person ever. She's pretty great. Yeah, and yeah, we had we had such a, a couple years ago. You uh, you invited us to come to a SNL taping. Yes, and that was super fun, and she was so nice. Everybody that we encountered was very nice, except Fred. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But Fred is like, uh, do you remember that? I like, took you over to me. I was like, do you want to meet Fred? And you're like, I don't know. You know, whatever. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, yeah. And uh, he's uh, he's just always doing bits. Right. Like, it's so hard to have an actual conversation because <laughs> he's so funny and always. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was like, hey, Fred's my friend Tony. He plays drums. He's like, I'm in the middle of a conversation, dude. And just, like, turns away. <laughs> and I feel like if you've never met him before, you'd maybe be like, this guy's, like, a real dick. And then yeah. he... So he was like, I'm kidding. How are you? Like, yeah. nicest dude. Yeah, he was super nice. And I just remember it was, you know, I mean, that setup is always a little awkward no yes. matter what. And I yeah. remember I was genuinely excited because I like him. But I remember we specifically talked about the Jens Henneman or however you, I always forget how you say the name, but those drum videos. Totally. Because I think they're genius. And I remember we talked about that for a second. But it was just, you know, a slightly awkward moment. But then I remember just standing, he was sitting in a booth. And next to him was some random girl. I don't know who she was. But then uh, Jason Sudeikis and uh, I'm blanking on her. Oh, his the girl Olivia Wilde. Oh, no. Olivia Wilde? Wild, I think so. Yeah. I'm so bad at it. this. Yeah. I don't know. I kept wanting to say Mun, but I know it's not Yeah. Mun. Yeah, I think it's Olivia Wilde. Yeah. So they were at a booth, and that's who I was talking to. And then directly beside me was Zoe Deschanel talking to Lauren Michaels. And yeah, that man. Was one of the weirdest uh, situations I was ever thrown in the middle of. Yeah, those. Yeah, you. Um, <coughs> yeah, it can be real, real surreal. I also like feel like I just I'm always like miss everything. Like everyone's uh, like, "Did you see this person?" He's just I'm like, "I don't know who people are. Like, I don't recognize anyone." Or like Steven Spielberg was there that night. Yeah, too. there's always. Yeah, you always hear about stuff later. But yeah, I feel like I always miss everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. Those those can be really fun. But yeah, that was that, who hosted that episode. That was that was Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel hosted it. Okay, and some band that I feel like I had never heard of before then or since then. Yeah, there's. I don't remember who Carmen. Who, Carmen, yes, that's what it was. Are yeah, they, they could be huge for all I know. They I don't p- know anything about music these days. I know, I know. I feel especially pop music. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Unless it's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. I have a bit of a Bruno Mars problem right now. Yeah? Yeah. You're a fan? I think the man is an entertainer. Yeah, that is true. I have a serious uptown funk obsession. Me and Diaz, Brian Diaz, have been, uh, that's like all we talk about. Pretty really? Much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a talented guy, for yes, sure. He is. Yes, he is. Um, so let's talk politics. Well, let's, I'm just kidding. I'm just doing a solid hour on Bruno. <laughs> And by Bruno, I mean the return of Bruno, that uh, 80s Bruce Willis album that Bruce Willis Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) I remember legitimately being into that as a kid. Yeah? Yeah. I have uh, videos of me and my cousins lip-syncing to some of those songs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There was stuff going on in the Midwest in the 80s. Yeah. Tell me about it, man. Super into Bruce Willis. (laughs) Bruce Willis Records. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're probably Bruce Willis record, I should say. Yeah, I forgot about that. <coughs> uh, but uh, well, you're welcome. First of all, for bringing it up. Yes. Also, bringing it back to what you talked about. You know what else I was into? Probably around that same time, California reasons. <sighs> yeah. I visited my parents earlier last year, and uh, several boxes in the attic full of nothing. But California raisins stuff, I toys records. Did you think like I did that the California raisins wrote the song? I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> I think I I at least knew that they did. <laughs> I had when I heard that song later. I was like, this is a real like soul. Song. I thought this was like the California raisins. Wrote. I thought it was written by cartoon raisins. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a weird thing that I was really into. Yeah. California Raisins. Something that... There's not a lot of stuff that uh, gets big off of being commercials these days. Yeah. So, were they were they commercials for a certain brand of raisin? What were I they mean, what, what were they advertising? California just, Raisins? Was that literally what the I, brand was? I, 
I don't know. Like, who is paying for that? Like, the ra- <laughs> like the grape industry? Or was it, like, Sunkist or something? Or I'm like, not sure. Um, but I do have internet. We can try and get Yeah, I don't... Because um, it seems like such a generic thing to have such a large marketing budget for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the 80s... Uh, California Raisins. Yeah. From commercials. Yes. Ernest... Ernest. I don't know if you remember, Ernest was commercials first. No, I don't remember that. They were like milk commercials, if I'm not mistaken. That somehow got super popular, and then he started doing movies. Speaking of milk, what about those milk commercials where it showed the kids growing up and being like, I'm drinking milk, I'm going to be, and it showed them getting older? Like, it would be some little kid, he's like, I'm going to keep drinking milk, and then one day, I'm going to, then he'd be like this, like, football star. They had tons of them. (laughs) You don't remember that? They were on all the time. These crazy milk commercials where would, like, be some young girl and then, like, she'd grow up and then she'd be this, like, super hot, like, 19-year-old or something. Or 25-year-old. or if I have no idea what age they were at that point because I was so young. <laughs> but those commercials were on all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds vaguely familiar. But it's like, but... I just don't get who's paying for it. Like, it's, like, the milk industry. Like, it just, and it also seems like, I'm going to check out this new drink, milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, all right. We're gonna to attempt to get an answer here. Moment of truth. All right, California raisins on their on their own Wikipedia page. <laughs> they have a section called Origin and Success. So it says the concept was originally created for a 1986 commercial on behalf of the California Raisin Advisory Board. <laughs> as crab. <laughs> Uh, so created for the Cali- for crab, uh, when one of the writers, Seth Werner, at the time was with the advertising firm Foot, Cone, and Belding, I don't know why they threw that in there, uh, came up with an idea for a new raisin commercial saying, we have tried everything but dancing, raising, singing, I've heard it through the ga- grapevine. So, I guess it all went from there. So the... So Crab just hired a, like an ad agency to be like, we want to sell more raisins. We don't care what kind of raisins or what company makes them. We just want people to eat more of them. Yeah, apparently so. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's really. I wonder if it worked. Like, I mean, I mean, it probably as far as did the work. Raisin part, like the characters got huge, right? But guys like me, right? But did it cause people to actually eat more raisins? Yeah. See, I don't have a memory of eating raisins. I I I buy raisins regularly. Do you think the California raisins are responsible? For no, this? no. I just like the way they taste. I put them in my oatmeal. Do any of them wear sunglasses? Yes. Okay. <laughs> of course, Tony. Come on. Uh, tying it all together, and I have a strong. I do have a strong memory of this. Uh, the following year, after they got big. The raisins appeared in a Emmy Award-winning a claymation Christmas celebration, singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I do not remember this. I do. I remember it disgustingly well. <laughs> yeah, uh, big fan. I yeah, think I may have it still taped off of the TV on the VHS in my parents' house. Wow, good stuff. Yeah, you don't have any in your kind of toy closet here, though. Uh, huh? I actually, I, I just because uh, Christmas sadly has left us. Yes, uh, I put most of the decorations away, and I did because when I was at my parents' house, when I found all those toys, I found one of the toys. It's California Raisin wearing a Santa hat, and so I brought it back with me. <laughs> nice up with the decorations. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so. Let's let's delve into this briefly. Okay. Uh, let's let's talk about Bayer. I don't necessarily think of your family uh, being a uh, Christmas type. Nope, Jews, hundred yep. percent Jews. Yep. So was that? Uh, so was Christmas not? Do you just strictly Hanukkah, or were you one of those houses that? Uh... Well, like I was just talking about that. Yeah, like when I was really young, we used to hang up stockings, which I think is like sort of normal like i think just because like they didn't want us to feel kind of left out because it's Uh so fun when you're a kid i feel like like to like wake up and like leave cookies out and i think like my parents didn't want me to really like miss out on that yeah but i do remember at a certain point when i was a little older they were like well we're jewish we have to stop doing this 
And I remember I snuck downstairs and they were like, Santa's not coming anymore. We're Jews, basically. (laughs) And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and grabbing a sock and just putting it over the fireplace and being like, I'm just going to put the sock up and it's going to have all this candy in it. And (laughs) I remember coming down and being like, there's no there's nothing in my sock. And oh, yeah, this my parents were doing this and they told me they basically weren't going to do it anymore. (laughs) And yeah, and then we celebrated Hanukkah and then I just eventually kind of I'll celebrate Hanukkah if I'm like home. Uh Well, like, but it's like I don't really celebrate on my own or anything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No. Yeah. I do normal juice stuff, eat Chinese food, complain about how everything's closed. (laughs) How inconvenienced I am. <laughs> so not, yeah, not really a big thing for me. But if you're into it, that's great. I mean, I appreciate your acceptance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's always fascinating to, uh, you know, because there's, I've, I've had, I've had several Jewish folk on, and uh, yeah, they all take it a little differently. I, yeah, I, I, I don't get the music. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. But the music is a is a, a, a surprisingly divided thing. Like I feel like I, like I have a pretty equal amount of people that say they love it and people that hate it. Here's the thing: I like, I like, I just don't like it being like forced on me. Like if like if yeah. you do something, I like what you did. Like Chris Farron did something. Like that's great. Like the Bright Eyes Christmas record, I think is cool. Like I don't think the songs themselves are bad. It's just like they just you like gotta, you got to pick and choose. You got to pick and choose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of garbage, yeah. There's a lot of garbage that uh, I embrace on this. And uh, <laughs> actually, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if I was going to do this because I wanted to research this more, but I feel like this naturally came up. So let's discover this together. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I believe our mutual friend, uh, Riley Breckenridge, formerly of Thrice. Yes, currently of... Uh... How do you say? Uh, Puig Puig Destroyer? Destroyer? Yeah, I don't know how to... Yeah. Uh, Riley. I know. I I remembered, and I just earlier today remembered again, that he was posting about there being a Michael McDonald Christmas album and just saying how it was ridiculous. And unfortunately, I didn't get time to research this more because I wanted to like pick like the perfect song or two. Uh, to find out what was so ridiculous about it. So this could just be a total bust, but I figured we'd check out a song or two on this. Let's check it out. Um, let's see here. What are you going to go with? Uh, well, let's, let's, let's listen to the choices here. That's what Christmas means to me. Okay. This Christmas. White Christmas slash Winter Wonderland. Wexford Carol. Uh, God rest ye, Gerald Mem- Whoa. Merry Gentlemen. Peace. On this night, children go where I send thee. I think that might be the winner right now. Uh, there's a, I don't need to read all these. Let's let's go with uh, children go where I send thee because <laughs> I just like that title. And my computer doesn't want to work. Is this all a bust? Oh, there we go. Should we try one more at least? See if we get a little more payoff. Let's do it. I should man. have consulted with Riley and asked him. What the, uh... I'm intrigued by Wexford Carol. <laughs> I gotta say, let's let's see what that's all about. I think it was sung at a private school.
make me wait way too long. Who we spoke of earlier just posted something about a Van Halen song that is co-written by Michael McDonald. Really? Yeah. And that blew my mind. It's something off of 1984. I don't think it's a hit. It's like it's one of those beat sets. <laughs> but yeah. Wow, man. So you know. So I guess we've uh, Michael McDonald Christmas album. Check it Put out. A little I'm... more research into it before you decide to play some of it. <laughs> I blame Riley. Yeah, thanks, Riley. <laughs> I should. Uh, yeah, I'll spend some more time there. I'll find the gems. I'll, I'll email them to you. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> well, I know that uh, you don't have a ton of time. Jonah's very concerned about getting to a bar at a very specific. Well, tonight. yeah, I sort of you know. Being in LA, it's so confusing, and it's also like, I feel like it's, in some ways, it's easier than New York. But in some ways, it's like harder. Like I wanted to just see a bunch of friends at a bar, and I feel mm-hmm. like you have to do it. Like it's so hard to get anywhere. So no, like I wanted to do it. It's Con- really not. Like especially well, like, later I, in the night. Like, yeah, I just didn't want to like inconvenience. So I came out here, which is kind of far from where I'm staying. But then it's like everything's crowded and I don't really know any places. So it's like, I know I'm going to blow it. So we pick a place and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be like, I don't know a big scene. It's just like, I, I feel like everyone I asked, I was like, I just want to go to bar and meet some friends. They're like, yeah, there's this one place, uh, Friday night. If you make this reservation, you can do it. And I'm like, nah, just like, can't we just be like, Hey, yeah. meet at this place and just come say hi, have a beer. And it seems like maybe that's a, maybe not harder, but harder if you don't, it's not as much. Yeah, you got to know the spots. You got to know the spots. There's tons of stuff around, and it's yeah. just like it depends what you want. Do you want to go somewhere, quote unquote, hip? Right. Or do you want to just want to be able to go in, get a table, yeah. hang out? Yeah, that's more that's more my scene. That's more my scene too. Yeah. Um, should have consulted with me. I should have consulted with you, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Like I said earlier, we'll be good. Sometimes this stuff ends up working out. There's a there's another spot right down the road if it gets too bad. There's always another spot down the road. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad I got to see you. Yes. Uh, it's been too long. It's been a while. I'm a fan. You know this. Thank, uh, feelings mutual. I would hope so. <laughs> um, anything uh, coming up that you want to uh, plug? Uh, Let's see. You know, I'm, can I'm, you talk about the stuff that you filmed out here yet, or is that uh, under wraps? Not quite yet, but it'll be. You know, it'll be airing at some point, hopefully soon. Um, so yeah, expect more so- sound, advice. sound advice with Janessa Slater. It's, you can see it on uh, Above Average, their YouTube channel, um, and Hulu and some other places now. And uh, yeah, going off track. That's on iTunes. Goingofftrack.com. Uh, Your podcast with. The with, wonderful Stephen Smith. With the wonderful Stephen Smith from Stephen's Untitled Rock Show and Fuse. And uh, what else? Uh, United Nations, hopefully, will be touring and recording soon, trying to figure it out. Uh, two of the guys in the band are in a band on Epitaph, your old label, so they're kind of busy. Which band are they in? Pianos Become the Teeth. Oh, okay. So David and Zach play bass and drums and pianos. Wait, there's a the in that name? Pianos Become the Teeth, yeah. I don't, somehow I did not realize. I've seen that name a million times. I've always just skipped right over the. Yeah. I don't like a lot of new music, but their new record, Keep You, is great. So they're great. And yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, com is where I archive all my writing and everything basically is kind of lives there. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. That's, nice. That's enough stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you've hit your limit. I think so my limit. I don't yeah. allow and I don't like being too self-promotional. I feel like it's kind of... It's not what I heard. <laughs> I mean, that's why I came here. Yeah. But... It's, we're barely friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't... Who are you again? <laughs> Who's that guy in that band? Yeah. Like, Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a major label for a little while. Maybe I you do remember, remember that. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I knew that would get you. Yeah, it never went to your head, though. You stayed incredibly grounded. <laughs> All right, Jonah. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks Thanks for having me. Get out. All right. Bye. Woo! Here we are at the end once again. 
it's I almost said it's 2016. It's 2015. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you, Jonah Bear, for stopping by. He gave y'all his plugs. I don't. Did he say his Twitter name? I don't know. He's at my name is Jonah on Twitter. He gave y'all those other plugs. Check that stuff out. He is a good man. Like that guy. Have for a long time. Stop saying I don't. I do. Not crazy about myself, but uh, if you want to follow me, TonyThaxton.com is where you can find all my info at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. Um, just want to remind you guys, I'm going to keep these plugs short. Uh, remind you of my other podcast with Todd Cooper. You two talking you two to me too. Yes, our podcast where we talk about the podcast, you talking you two to me. Uh, that's very stupid and it's finally back also. Took a break much like this, but even longer. Remember what I said? These plugs are going to be short. Not true! Uh, also... It's a new year, so let's get some more reviews for the show. Let's go to iTunes. Leave us a nice five-star review, won't you? And uh, actually write a little review. I like reading them. Sometimes they're nice. Actually, you guys have all been very nice. Still not making these short. Uh, leave us a nice review. Follow the show at Felice Navi Pod on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. You know. Come on. Uh, and keep spreading the word. We're going to keep doing this show all year long, even when it's not Christmas, because it's Christmas every day at Felice Navi Pod. So that's it. My name's Tony Thaxton. That's Ben Rigby. And as always, we wish you.